Well, if you're really happy to be here on this last night of 2011, and we've shouted and rejoiced, and we're going to go from glory to glory, but I want you to look at your hands because you're getting ready to slap the devil upside his head with the clapping of your hands. Psalm 471 says, clap your hands, all you people, and praise the Lord. Oh, make a joyful noise unto the Lord with the clapping of your hands. The same Psalm 47 and 1 says, lift up your voice and shout unto God with the voice of triumph. Woo! Now, Father, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart line up so that it may be acceptable in our sight. For you're my Savior, my King, my Redeemer, my friend, my comforter, my confidant, the only one that knows everything there is to know about me and loves me more. What a mighty God you are. I honor you tonight. I worship you tonight. I exhort your name tonight because you are the living God. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. All right, as you take your seat, West A, why don't you look down your row and just look at the person that God is about to blow their mind with what he's going to do for them in the next one hour. The person you're sitting beside God is working some things out in their lives. They're so glad that they made it here tonight. Somebody said that they weren't going to be here tonight, but just look at them. So what a blessed privilege. It is the most wonderful time of the year to know the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. And I give him honor and respect because I love Jesus. He is my Savior. And I'm excited about the fact that I am one of his gifted girls. I have the gift of the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit. Whatever you call it is holy and I've got it, okay? So what a privilege it is. What a privilege. It is tonight to know that you're gifted with the gift of the Holy Spirit. And I'm more than honored to be at the West Angeles Church of God in Christ where the phenomenal leader is a shepherd here. We honor this mighty man of God. We celebrate the man that God has called into the kingdom for such a time as this. We celebrate his life. We celebrate his future. And you're already doing, help me celebrate the pastor. I call him my mentor, my shepherd, and the presiding bishop of the Church of God in Christ International, the Bishop Charles Edward Blake Sr. Yes, yes. And to his quorum of elders and ministers and to the dynamic fragrance of this house, the lady of this house, all of you people, all of you that do not get the opportunity to attend the International Holy Convocation uh, in November, you really miss a treat. We're always favored on that Friday morning with the fragrance of the Church of God in Christ, none other than the Lady May L. Blake. We honor you, Lady Blake. We thank God for you. Always words of wisdom from Lady Blake. This being the last year of 2011, which you Please go with me to a very familiar passage of scripture. 1 Samuel, the 17th chapter, verse 33 through 37. We will key in on verse 36. Some of you perhaps can say this text 
by memory because it is a familiar text. So I pray that the familiarity of this text does not eliminate the revelation for the last day of 2011. 1 Samuel, the 17th chapter, verse 33 through 37. It reads, And Saul said to David, You're not able to go against the Philistines to fight with them, for you are a youth, and he is a man of war from his youth. But David said to Saul, Your servant used to keep his father's sheep. And when a lion or a bear came and took the lamb out of the flock, I went after it and struck it and delivered the lamb from its mouth and when it arose again I caught it by its beard and struck and killed it your servant has killed both lion and bear and this uncircumcised Philistine would be like one of them seeing he has defied the army of the living God moreover David said the Lord who delivered me from the paw of the, bear, of the lion and from the paw of the bear, he will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said to David, go and the Lord be with you. Note the 36th verse. Your servant has killed both a lion and a bear. And this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them, seeing he has defied the army of the living God. Your servant has already achieved victory over some things. Your servant has already put into his category past successful experiences. Your servant killed a lion and a bear, and now because of my past experience, whew, I have confidence for my future. Because of what I've already gone through, because of what I've already encountered, and the fact that it did not kill me, the fact that it did not put me in a mental institution, the fact that I didn't slap nobody the fact that I didn't tell anyone off because I already have past experience now I have confidence for my future experience propelling expectation I'm sure sure tonight that all of us here have a myriad of experience from this past year what a year we have encountered things that have made us smile, unforgettable moments of ecstasy, celebratory events, red carpet debut, prayers answered, bodies healed, children saved, increase and favor, and the list goes on. Then there were the times that we suffered, shame the devil and tell the truth. 
There were times that we suffered loss, or we experienced pain, silent depression, unfulfilled goals, trusting God when we couldn't trace God, believing that everything was going to be all right when I had no inkling of the fact that God was about to turn it around, just to name a few. These things, among many other things, we have used to summarize our experience of 2011. The experience, the knowledge acquired by such means over a period of time. The thing I want to say is that my experience has changed my perception. Say that with me. My experience changed my perception. In other words, it heightened my level of faith in God. It encouraged me to expect the unexpected. That's why I'm here tonight as we close 2011 and enter into 2012. I'm here to encourage somebody in the room. It's time for you to expect the unexpected. It's time for you to believe that if God said it, you cannot die until he brings it to pass. It's time for you to act like it's already done when it's not done. It's time for you to act like you've already got it when you really know you don't have anything in sight. It's time for you to let the enemy know that whatever he had planned to do, he had better do it in the next 40 minutes because if I make it into 2012, I've got enough experience I have enough experience. I have enough experience to prepare me to a level of confidence. I have enough experience. I feel my faith increasing. Is it anyone in here feel your faith increasing? My faith is increasing based upon some of the things God has already done for me based upon some of the things God has already brought me through. 2 Corinthians 10 and 15 talks about increasing faith. In you be enlarged. It says increasing faith in you be enlarged. I prophesy big faith in you this year. You're getting ready to do some big things and God is about to release some big faith in you. I dare you to think it because if you think it, He'll bring it to pass. If you think it, I'll come to tell somebody by the time you get back home tonight, God will have walked in your living room, down your hall, in your bedroom, and turned. Is it anybody up in here that need God to turn some things around? So I release big faith. Say that with me, big faith. Big faith, ever increasing faith. Faith in God that builds my confidence, that tells me I can make my profession, confession that God can do anything. And because God can do anything, I can do all things. Through Christ that empowers, uh, through Christ that enables, uh, through Christ that strengthens me. So in our text, this is where we find David in the text, persuaded by his experience to expect the unexpected. David has, has a proven record. It substantiates the fact that God has always been with 
David. It did not matter what David encountered or what David went through. Oh, he was a worshiper. Oh, he was a praiser. But he was also out on the terrace one day and he saw Bathsheba. But God had in the right Psalm 51 in the midst of all that he had done to say, have mercy upon me. I don't care what you've done. God is full of grace and mercy. The world may not forgive you, but I don't need the world to validate what God has already done. You may know my past, but God knows my future. And I see you in the future. And you look much better than you do right now. Somebody shout up in this place. So David knew God had always been with him. So then again, there are many of you that are here tonight that you declare with spiritual indignation that God has always been with me. I may not be where I should be, but the Lord is with me. I may not be doing all I should be doing, but the Lord is with me. I may not have all that I should have, but it is no indicator that God is not with me because if God be for me, who in the world can be against me? And since I am cognizant of the fact that God is with me, I walk around in my house reminding myself that if it had not been, do I have any real people up in here that say if it had not been for the Lord who was on my side, let Israel say if it had not been for the Lord who was on my side, I wouldn't have made it. But thank God I made it. So here David is about to do the impossible and the unthinkable. The odds are stacked against David. Let's look at the oppositions that David encountered. First of all, on sight, he had family drama. I'm not going to ask you, are you having family drama? Then he had to deal with the giant Goliath. He had to deal with the disbelief of Saul who felt that he did not qualify. Outside looking in, it looked like the task that David had overtaken was just a little more than he had bargained for. Perhaps there are some of you that are here tonight that you have a little family drama, that you're dealing with giants, that insurmountable mountains in your life and disturbing valleys in your life. And on the outside, it looks like you're not going to make it. But the devil is a liar. I got 30 more minutes before I really rejoice over what the devil has been trying to do. I come to tell somebody hang on in there because it ain't over yet. I know that's not correct grammar, but it ain't over yet. And First Peter 1 and 7 said that the trying, uh, that the trying, that the proof of your faith much more precious than that of gold is perishing. And though it's tried in the fire, it may be approved 
in the fire. Somebody here tonight, you're being approved in the fire. He's not going to take you out right now. The religion has us thinking that every time we pray, he comes in and takes us out of that thing. But sometimes he leaves us in the thing so we can know the God of the thing. He doesn't want you to be intimidated by the thing. So he isn't anybody that's ever had to have church in the fire. He didn't bring you out, but you learn how to praise him in the fire. We're the real people that had to praise him with tears running down your eyes. Had to praise him. Yes, my experiences has given me confidence in my future. So here David is going on. He's assured that God is going to make a way. Romans 8 and 28, we know that all things work together. No wonder he had the courage to say, in what all that I was going through, my experience, it was good for me. It might not have been good to me, but it was good for me that I had been opposed. It was good for me that I've been afflicted so that I may know the status. And the word status means the laws of the Lord. So that I may know that he is my savior and my keeper. Listen, my brothers and sisters, sisters, what you've experienced in the past will be a stepping stone and a building block to your future. God will deliver you. Whatever you've had to go through, thank God you made it. David said, I'm looking at my building block as he tells his story. If I took a poll tonight and asked how many of you have a story, look at somebody and say, what's your story? I don't want you to go in. Don't go in yet. Because if, if you really get to thinking, of, I'm not talking about your church story. I'm not talking about the story you're using to impress people with, uh, but I'm talking about your real story. The story that you can't talk about, but I'm so glad God is getting some glory out of your story, and I'm not ashamed of my story. Whatever he allows me to do, he has the power to sustain me. So hear David telling his story. David is telling a story. He's encountered a dilemma. Look where David is as we bring it in. David encountered a dilemma when he was doing or fulfilling his assignment. There was a dilemma attached to his assignment. Have you ever had an attack doing your assignment? Have you ever been doing what God had called you to do and the devil start acting up on you? Have you ever been moving by passion or driven by passion and you're only doing it because you can't sleep, you can't eat? So the way you get your release is by you doing what God calls you to do and look like the more you do what God calls you to do, the more the enemy gets busy trying to stop you. You said that you weren't going to take that this year, but look like every time you turned around, the enemy sent out his imp and his infantry to try and stop you. But I come to tell the devil and all his little imps that no weapon that is formed against me shall get the advantage. I may go down one time. 
David was fulfilling his role as a good shepherd. And two well-known beasts of prey showed up. The lion and a bear showed up with the intent to destroy what David was protecting. I cancel the assignment of the enemy that would try to destroy what's assigned to you. I cancel the assignment of the enemy that will try to destroy who you're protecting. I cancel the assignment of the enemy that will try to mess with the reputation of the person that you've been assigned to. The devil is a liar. If you were going to get them, you should have got them in January because I know too much about God now to allow you to take over in that person's life. So here they are, the lion and the bear and the thing about it the lion and the bear did not show up at the same time because the bear is subordinate to the lion they showed up one at a time the old adage is true if it ain't one thing it's another is it anybody in here that said that can you recall the time when the enemy came to destroy your stuff but I'm so glad that when the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against the enemy. The spirit of the Lord will shut the mouth of the devil. So as we hurry on, here David is having to give his testimony to Saul. And the thing about Saul is Saul judged David's trajectory based upon his outward demeanor. You cannot look at me and tell what it is that I'm going through. You can't look at the person. Oh, shame the devil and tell the truth. We know how to make it up. We know how to max it up. We know how to color it up. So what happened is Saul misjudged David's ability to do what God had called him to do. So David had to check him. Every now and then, you have to check the devil and let the devil know you miss that thing for evil but God has turned it around is it anybody is it anybody is it anybody 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 up in here where people misjudge you and thought you could not handle it but I come to tell somebody you can't tell what I'm going through by looking at me on the outside. But what I want you to know that my outside sometimes is un in conflict with my inside. We have people that come to church. They drag themselves to church. They crawl down the aisle and nobody picks them up in the spirit. But I'm so glad I have enough past experience to know that when somebody is hurting, they don't have to show it on the outside. But instead of judging them, I can speak a word over their lives. I can tell them weeping may endure for a night. Is it anybody up in here that's ever had a midnight cry where you cried all night long? Well, I come to tell somebody your crying days are about to be over. Look at your neighbor and say, good morning, neighbor, because weeping has endured for a night. Joy, joy, 
life story. I fought a lion and I fought a bear. Have you ever fought the lion of society? The bears in your family. The lions on your job. The bears in your church. The lions in your body. The bears in your pocketbook. Fought internal lions. Fought external bears. Well, I come to tell you that the fight is over.
but God. But God. But God. Oh, touch that person. They need your strength. Transferred anointing. Elijah and Elisha. They're going through something they can't handle, but you can pray for them. Oh, they're getting ready to shout in the 2012. <laughs> but I'm getting the victory in 2011. I will not leave defeated. I press strength into you. Come on, they need you. Come on. Come on, they've been fighting the lions. They've been fighting the bears. They've been misunderstood. They've been dislocated. And they need somebody of strength and honor to stand in the gap as a watchman on the wall. They didn't think they were going to see this day. Had to fight my way through to cry my way through had to pray my way through had to praise my way through but God brought me oh I got a testimony I am a testimony God has been good to me Bless the name of Jesus. 
Bless the name of Jesus. Hallelujah.